Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. Everybody needs a pen and a piece of paper. Whatever repertory you're working with is fine. Our client today is a 34-year-old gal. She says, my boyfriend and his brother both had a positive COVID test today. They just got back from a skiing trip, and I woke up today with a sore throat. Um, and I took a COVID test, but it was negative. But I don't know that I really trust that test. And so I'm going to try and go in and get a, a real test, not a home test. Um, so I say, tell me about your sore throat. And she says it started with this kind of achy feeling in the glands under my jaw. And it just feels tender. You know, we could grab a rubric like generalities glands, but that's everywhere. So we're going to want to find things that have to do with these glands specifically under here. So then she says, the other thing that I noticed about the same time that these started getting sore was that my breath smelled terrible, like garbage like very unusual for me. Actually, the part of my throat that's really sore is the hangy down thing in the back. She says, I don't know what it's called, but the hangy down thing in the middle of the back of your throat, that's what's sore. And it's like having a sore throat right there. And she said, I've never had it feel like that before. And I ask, is it swollen? She says, no. Is it changed a different color, like it's red or it's white or it's got gunk on it or it's got pockets on it? And I wait while she's checking and she says, no, it's the same color as the rest of my mouth and my throat is not red in a particular different way. It's still kind of the pink that the inside of my mouth is, but that part, the hanging down part is really sore. So I say, does it have any specific sensation? Is it dry? Is it burning? Is it throbbing? Is it, she says, no, it just hurts. It's like a sore throat right there. So the sore throat started yesterday, last night, and now my nose is completely blocked. I can't breathe in or out. And as she talks, she sounds kind of nasal. Not that bad, but kind of bad. Are you, are you blowing anything out of your nose? Nope. Is your nose running? No. What else has happened? She says, starting last night after the hanging down thing in my throat started hurting, I got this tickle right here in the throat pit. And she said, I was clearing my throat to get it to clear. And I said, have you been coughing? She said, I'll try and make myself cough to try to clear the tickle there. But mostly I'm just going, <clears throat> trying to get it to clear. And I noticed that her voice sounds kind of hoarse. I say, is there anything else that's different? And she says, yes, I started my period today and I have had really bad cramps all day. So this is very different than usual for me. You ready? Shall we see what we can do to help this poor gal?
That's a great question. Natasha says, any modalities? I asked her a lot of questions about this and she said, I don't think I've had enough time. Like I'm just coming up on 24 hours. So I don't really know if it's better or worse like at day or at night. Uh, eating or drinking doesn't seem to change the discomfort. So that's, that's where we are at the moment. Okay. Throat, throat, uvula. <laughs> right. Good job, Rena. Okay. So let's start right with that, right? Because that's exactly where we are. We're in the hangy down thing here. And uh, she's got the rubric that you're looking at is throat pain uvula. Is that right, Rena? Remember, guys, that we have to, you're not going to find uvula, that location in your A to Z. You're going to have to scroll down to the bottom where all the locations are and find it there. Okay, so this is a really small rubric in my repertory with 10 remedies. This is your throat pain uvula? What, wow, what repertory are you using, Rena? Ah, uh, yep, I use the complete dynamics a lot too. I just don't use it yet to teach with. Okay, so if we if we say we've got 10 rubrics in mine, because I'm looking for throat, yeah. You've got two rubrics, Tanya. So if we're looking for this at under throat pain and we're finding it to be relatively small. What are our other choices? What are the synonyms that are used in the repertory for pain related to the recent onset of an infection? What other words? Excellent. Kristen says, look at throat inflammation uvula. And that's what she's talking about. This is an onset of a recent Ill illness. And she says, I feel like I have a sore throat in the uvula. So sometimes we get into here where we've got a little bitty rubric. It's got like eight things, which is not really gonna be enough to help us. So throat inflammation, sore throat, uvula. And so here we've got a much bigger catch. And we can add these things together if we want, okay? Now she does say that she has a sore throat. So we can also just grab this whole thing. She says the pain is mostly right there, but we can just include the whole large sore throat. That's her chief complaint. Okay, now what, did, what else did she say she noticed when it came on? Submaxillary glands aching, excellent. So where are we gonna find that? And bad breath, good. So find me rubrics for those. Are we going to find with this submaxillary glands, we wanna be quite specific. You know, the glands in her armpits don't hurt. The glands in her groin don't hurt. The glands on the back of her spine don't hurt. 
The glands right here hurt. So where are we gonna find those? Good, Tanya's on it. She says face, we have to look under face. Face, swelling, submaxillary and submandibulary glands. This is the largest general rubric that you can drag in. Now you can also find pain, aching and a lot of other subsets, but really this is the one that's going to give you the, the biggest bang for the buck. Okay. Oh, Margo, you're right on it. Margo says mouth, breath, offensive. Yep, yep, yep. Breath, breath, breath. Is that what you've got? Mouth, breath, offensive? Mine's mouth, odor, breath, offensive? Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. All right. So the next thing that we notice is that she's, her voice is kind of croaky. So where are we going to find that? What section is that going to be in? Is it going to be in the throat section? Where's that going to be? Speech, voice, right? Larynx and trachea. Her voice is hoarse. We're going to have to look for it in the larynx and trachea section, which is where it used to be. So we can find tickling in here, in the air passages, at the pit of the throat. What else is in your notes? We've got two more features that we have to add to this. Nose blocked and menstrual cramps. Right, excellent. Okay. So where are we going to find these? Anybody got some specific rubrics to suggest? Y'all are doing great. Very good. Keely says, what about nose obstruction? Which is exactly what we've got here with nose that's blocked. Now, sometimes people will go for the rubric nose catar, which means that there's swelling in the tissues and can also be blocked. But catarrh doesn't necessarily mean blocked. So nose obstruction is a more accurate. The other one's a rough approximation, but I think you're right. I think nose obstruction is the best one. And then, would you refine nose obstruction with breeze through the mouth? I don't know that she's doing that, but that's a good thought, Rena. And then the last thing is that, that her menstrual period is really uncomfortable, which is unusual for her. Now, do we want to include this? How do we decide? Throat pain during menses. The part that's uncomfortable, that's a good thought, Tanya. The part that's uncomfortable is not that with her period, the throat pain came up because it came up before her period started. She's having menstrual cramps that she doesn't usually have, which could be related to this onset. If she was, then yeah, 
that would explain more about why her poor little uvula. Uh, okay, so we need a, a rubric that says, I have ouchy cramps with my period. Where are we gonna find that? Female genitalia, yes, absolutely. Great. Menses, painful. You're right on it, Tanya. Right on it, Margo. Painful, dysmenorrhea. We're just gonna grab this because she didn't give us, I was like, are they coming in waves? No. Are they better from heat? No. Are they, you know, are they better if you move around or if you lie down? And she said, it's just there. So it may be that she's not very good at observing things. That may be part of this client's thing. Okay, so here's our set. We have the, the general sore throat, which she mentioned, and the specific location. Honestly, guys, this is significant because for those of you, especially who are on here, who've been practicing a while, how, how often does anyone ever mention their uvula? It's like once every five years, somebody says something about it, you know? And so you absolutely want to hone in on that location because it's significant. And then we've got some swelling of the glands here, the odor in the mouth, the hoarseness in the voice, the tickly here, the blocked up nose and her menstrual cramps because they've come on since it's a change from normal. So we're going to include that. So let's look and see what we got here. Hmm. Okay. Belladonna. Interesting. Not surprising. Relatively quick onset. Sore throat. Belladonna has uh, a, an affinity for tubular organs in general. So that makes sense. Chamomilla. Not as much sense, but Okay, heightened irritability in the tissues and discomforts. Okay, I could look at that. Pulsatilla, I don't really see a lot of similarity here. Nature mirror, well, it's a very common remedy for acute colds with blocked up noses. Iodum, okay, that remedy does not come up very often outside of things related to the ovaries and the chest. And it covers all these rubrics. So that's a little bit unusual. For those of you who studied with Robin Murphy, you might also be thinking, oh, Robin Murphy would say, you know, when you see Nat Muir come up right next to iodum, maybe we're talking about natrum iodatum. And he talked about doing that synergy of chemistry that we can do. We can't really say, well, let's do a chamomilla pulsatatum. You know, we can't do that with plants, but we can with minerals. Mercurius, okay. That, you know, we can imagine mercurius, it's a common remedy for sore throats. Silica, okay. Lactaninum, nitric acid, lachesis, apis, all of these are sore throaty things. So we feel like we're in the right zone. Okay, so as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking belladonna could very well be it. Nature mirror could very well be it. Iodum could very well be it. Mercurius could very well be it. Silica could very well be it. All of these top several could be it. So how am I to decide? 
Okay, so I go back to her and I ask her, has anything else changed in the last 24 hours? And she says, nope, not at all. And so when people do this, you have to go through body system. Has your temperature changed? Have you run a fever? No. Have you had chills? No. Has your thirst changed? No. Has your appetite changed? Oh my God, yes. I have been eating everything in the kitchen and I get done eating and like 20 minutes later, I'm hungry again. Is this typical for you? No. Does this typical happen with your menstrual period? No. Have you had this happen in the past? Not that I recall. Ah, so now we have a new, brand new symptom that has to do with an increase in appetite. So now we're starting to have a little bit more subtlety. Appetite insatiable. Amanda says, appetite insatiable. Uh, there you go. Stomach appetite ravenous excessive. Yeah. I think either of these. Insatiable is a small rubric, Amanda, and I think that it is accurate, but I think that an excessive appetite is going to be more likely to pull in the things that we need. We could also use constant. Um, you know, we could, there's a lot of different things. So let's just grab this and put it in there. So all of these, these remedies cover this. So I'm still looking, chamomilla is not quite as popular, okay? So now we say, all right, has anything else changed? Is there anything else that feels different? She says, after I eat, I feel uplifted somehow. And I ask, is that unusual for you? She says, well, normally I just eat and I don't feel substantively different afterwards. So how are we gonna find a rubric for better from eating? I asked, does it change your throat symptoms? She says, no, it changes all of me. Good, Richard says, eating ameliorates. I ask her, has there been anything different in your activity? She says, yes, last night, I stayed up till 3 a.m. working on a project. I just wasn't tired and I really wanted to get it done. It was like I really had my head stuck into the work in a way that was unusual. And then I went to sleep. I got up this morning about 7.30 or 8 and I've been working all day today. And she said, my mind has just been like really at it, like aggressive about doing the work in a way that is unusual for me. So where are we gonna find a rubric for that? Now notice she did not say any of these things were changes. It wasn't until I went back and started asking questions. In the mind section, yep, good. Where are we gonna find this? In excellent, excellent. Industrious, mania for work. Her work sense is just amped up. So now let's take a look and see what we got going on here. 
in this case, iodum, which is a remedy that is very glandular and amps up energy because it tends to have an impact on the thyroid, has now swum up to the top. Now I ask her, is this way of working typical for you? No. Can you remember a time recently when it's happened? No. So all of these, these last four symptoms are things that are unusual for her that have come on acutely with this illness. Now our difference between what we saw before and what we see now has some more clear differentiation to it. Would it be so typical of pulsatilla to tell us these four things? Or of Nat Muir or of Mercurius? So in this instance, I gave her iodum. She has a kit at home and I asked her to take iodum 30C to put it in water and sip on it and call me the next morning. When she called me the next morning, she said that she had slept through the night. Her menstrual cramps stopped as soon as she started sipping on it. And she woke up the next morning with the throat gone, the uvula gone, the bad odor in her breath gone. She said, if I really press on these glands, I can still kind of feel them, but they don't ache in the same way. And the tickle is gone. Basically her symptoms were gone from the day before. Now, can we say that that wouldn't have happened if we had given her one of these other remedies? I don't think so. We don't know that. We can't prove that. We never get a chance to rewind time and say, well, let's give you phosphorus instead. Let's give you pulsatilla instead. Let's give you natmur instead. What we do know is that these additional features vote strongly for iodum, which doesn't come up in repertorization that often. You know, we see pulsatilla and natmur and mercurius and chamomilla and belladonna. We see all these things coming up often. We don't really see iodum coming up often. And so it gathers our attention when it does. So I just wanna summarize as location, location, location. Part of what we were doing here was being very specific about the fact that she had this discomfort in the uvula, which is not common. And when we gather information about the symptoms, the client will think they've told us everything, but often they have not because they don't know what else they know that we wanna know. And the only way to get it out of them is to go by step-by-step step through the body systems. We asked, anything different? You know, and a lot of times, anything different on your skin? Anything different with your digestion? I'll go through every single body system to try to identify. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. See you next time with another repertory case.